on that on that movie. Love and Noah. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Hello, everybody. Yes, it's me again, Lardy, Miss Clardy, and my co-host, the main man and Black Power. Here on Blog Talk Radio. Y'all got something to say? Let them know you're here. What's going on, people? This is your brother, main man. Oh, what's going on? Say something over there, Black Power. We got a lot to talk about. Hello, world. How are you today? All right, all right. Now, we coming at you live from Moreno Valley, California, with good news and bad news, if necessary. So stand up, speak up, and speak out. This is the place to be and to get heard right here on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. Call in at this call-in number to listen in and comment if you have something to say. That number is 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And then if you don't got a phone... We got one toll-free. Call in at 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. Now, check this out, y'all. And we're going to have questions and comments in the latter part of the show. So call in and give your opinions about this subject on the big debate on Racism. We said reverse racism, okay? Now, I've got a controversy tonight for you. And as I said before, the topic is on reverse racism. The big debate. Has anybody ever heard of reverse racism? I didn't know that there was a name called reverse racism until I listened to this video that was on YouTube called The Big Debate. Yeah, the big debate, and it was a big debate on there, and it blew my mind, and I had been preparing for this day to talk about it. I even had to reschedule to make sure I got my A game on for this. I hope you listen to it because I'm going to bring some thought-provoking questions and some comments on this subject on reverse racism. And I tell you now that I'm so tired of racism and isms, I don't know what to do. People to me are just fickle anymore, and nothing satisfies a greedy soul. So let me give you the lowdown about the big debate. The Atlanta Black Star published an episode of the big debate recently. And the big, the, the big debate is about a South African TV series marketed as a town hall meeting debate. This show is produced by Ben Cashton and the nonprofit Broad Daylight Films Foundation. The show is about reverse racism in South America, blacks against whites, and some uproar about how the whites can't just come over in Africa and buy up all the land and have businesses, take all the resources, and still most blacks there are still poor. Now, Label Mashiel, who I call Poetic Justice, she was the daughter of exiled South Africans and was born in the United States. Later, she went back to Africa at age 16. Now, voted as one of South Africa's best women of 2005, this 
poetic justice articulates how reverse racism can never be the same as actual racism. And she boldly tells a fellow white South Africa woman on the panel, this country wasn't yours to take. It's all of ours. Sounds familiar? And it gets deeper. I hope you have watched this YouTube video, Sensations, to understand how to bring your A-game to the table. So I've got a couple of questions, and you can write them down, or, you know, if you've got a photogenic mind, and remember, these are just three little questions. What does reverse racism mean? Does this go on in America? And should we care about racism over freedom? Call in at this call-in number of 347-884-8684, and the toll-free number is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153, and the call-in number is 347-884-8684, and we will be right back. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings In the movies And I'm not proud of my address In the torn up town No postcode envy But every song's like gold teeth Grey goose tripping in the bathroom Bloodstains, ball gowns Trash in the hotel room
And we are back. Yes, this is Lardy Miss Clardy, your host and the co-host for tonight and every Monday and Tuesday night is the main man and black power. Lord have mercy. We got a big thing going on now. And we're talking about the big debate on reverse racism. So what caused me to want to talk about this? I'll tell you what caused me to do it. You know how you be on YouTube, checking out videos, and just minding your own business. You know, I know I have a radio show that I do, but I wasn't really, really thinking on what I was going to do. I was just, you know, checking out videos on YouTube.com and came up on this video. And I never heard about reverse racism. I have never heard about it, okay? I'm telling you that from Lardy Miss Clardy's mouth. I've never heard that. So I watched the video and decided to create the buzz because why? I had never heard of reverse racism. Have you? Now, let me give you some information on why it it was so interesting to me. The big debate forum was held like a town hall meeting wrapped up in a TV show on YouTube.com, and it was done in South Africa. And what I heard was that South Africa is a multicultural society, and in 1994, Nelson Mandela had the South Africans believe they were a rainbow nation united in their diversity. The host of this debate was Siki Gabadelli, and she was an awesome host because, oh, she handled the crowd, didn't she, y'all? Yes, she did. She did. She handled that crowd when they went in the uproar. She handled it. And I give my hats off to her. Now, what I, what you know, it was just, it, it, there was a panel, okay, of, of uh, there was a lawyer that was on the panel, a white man, a white lawyer, Sunette, who was a white woman, and uh, I suppose that they were born in South Africa, and Sunette was an activist of Red October. She was the one that was yelling about the affirmative action type deal, right, you know, there in South Africa. Then Lebo, Mashiel, the one I call Poetic Justice, that's what I'm calling her from now on. And then some other panelists. And then Kaya Langa, a marketing guru that started this debate in the first place by what Siki um, Gabadelli was saying to him was he exploited Archbishop Desmond Tutu for saying, and this is quote-unquote what Archbishop Desmond Tutu has said. He said, it's a shame that the white community has not been able to produce the leader who would say to white people, you don't know just how lucky you are that people can still tolerate living in shacks and to work for white people in beautiful homes and not kill those white people. And here is where reverse racism began. And Label Mashell, who is poetic justice, uh, said to Sinet, a white panelist, this country wasn't yours to take. It's all of ours. And 
the cause, that caused the white people railing. It was railing after then because the farmers were being killed, the white people uh, that were farmers. And I guess that's because they was taking, you know, the, the, the place of the black farmers. They was taking the land or something of the sort. So as we went on and me listening to this, I was like, okay, they're saying, you know, they uh, the cause the cause of the white people was railing um, because the farmers were being killed and taking jobs and resources away, while the blacks they said we getting poor and poor. So poetic justice says reverse racism is not racism when it is happening in a country that does not belong to you. So they had beef with the white people, and the white people had beef with them. Does this sound like reverse racism in America? And something that is very familiar that the blacks in America are just as poor, most of them. There is racism over here on a land that doesn't supposedly belong to the whites here. But is it stopping anything? The riches are the 1% that own up almost the world. And who are they? although they are from another country. So what you got to say about this, main man, what uh, what you got to say about this, uh, Black Power, what y'all got to say about this? Because I'm saying what I got to say, you know, but let's hear what it is you saying. Ladies first. Black Power, what you got to say about it? What you hear? I know you went and looked at the video. Right. What 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 mattered to you in it? To me, in looking at the video, it didn't so much seem that there was quote unquote reverse racism. Because if you listen to the video, it was still the the black people, whether major majority or minority who were the ones who were being treated unfairly, who were having the jobs of servitude and who were, could not find jobs, who could not get an apartment because of the color of their skin mm -hmm. in their country, mm -hmm. in their mm -hmm. own country. Mm -hmm. So when you have the mm -hmm. white woman who is the Red October woman and her whole premise when she came in was to say that if white people got together and came together about their race, mm -hmm. then they would be considered uh, racism against everyone else that they talked about where black people can do that and it's not considered racism. Well, I when you when you think about stuff like that, you have to think about what you're complaining about. Uh, oh, ooh. okay. If, if, if Come on with it. Complaining. What, what, what's that, the complaining part? Let's break that down. You know, if, you're, if you're complaining about the fact that your maid or your nanny is being disrespectful to you or, quote, unquote, stealing your stuff? Or, I mean, is that really that you have a problem or does, is that just something that you may be seeing? Because it, according to some of the information, and I'm jumping back and forth within this video, but there were people who were domestic workers who okay. were being unfairly treated mm -hmm. by their employers. Okay. These employers were mostly white people. Okay. You know, and so, and they were lying according to the people on them. Mm -hmm. You stole my sugar, so now I'm going to dismiss you. Okay. You raise their children, mm -hmm. but when they don't need you anymore, they're going to dismiss you. Okay. So, like I said, well, going back to the complaint, it depends on what you're complaining about. Are you complaining because people are mad at you for what you've done to them in their country 
or are you getting together and complaining about the fact that you can't even get a fair wage mm-hmm. or be treated like a human being mm-hmm. in your country? So, mm. you know, with the Red October thing, I thought I didn't so much see it as quote-unquote racism. She did bring out the statistic of 18% of white people are in the the uh, shacks or the, I, I forgot what they're That's called. That's okay, shacks. But the shacks. Yeah. But how many black people are in them? You know, and, right. and so, you know, I didn't see it so much as reverse racism. What I did notice, though, is I did notice it seems like like a baby America. Like, mm. they are going through their struggle of they've had 300 years of apartheid. They've had 20 years of trying to do this together in a democracy. Okay. And so they're still going through the growing pains of that. Hmm. America, what have we had? How many years have we had? It. And we, we still don't have it right. So... <laughs> It is going to take a while. I, I don't think it's a reverse racism thing. Personally, I think it is just a racism mm-hmm. thing, and it's a classism thing. Okay. Okay. Know? So I'll let it go there. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm ask a question because you mentioned that, you know, um, you know, the white that was there in Africa, you know, uh, was, was, was lying on, you know, the, the help that they had hired in. And really, basically, to dispose of them. So, what happens to their jobs, and they have to go being poor, you know, because of this type of dismissal? Right. Well, according to what, and this was audience members who were actually the ones saying that they were workers, and that they, a woman had said she was a worker. She mm-hmm. raised mm-hmm. a person's child, and mm-hmm. then gets dismissed because you stolen my paint or you. Took my sugar. She said, "You know, this is not right," and they already don't make any money, right? You know, so and so they're left to be poor, right, without exactly. no money, without, without anything. And after they done got all of their services, right? So okay. It's like, what are you complaining about? Okay. You know, as far as and that that's basically towards Red October woman. What are you complaining about? Okay. All um, right. Well, main man, the main man. What what you got to say about it? What stood out? And, you know, in that video or what's being said, what stood out that mattered to you? What you think? Um, I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words, really. I mean, I agree with 100% with what Black Power is talking about. My whole thing is I think that in this particular situation, the white people are in a position where they're actually having to live their lives out as being poor. And they can't stand that. They can't stand to see someone doing better than them. So now they want to turn it around and make it seem like this racism being thrown upon them because they're not in the positions that they actually want to be in. Mm. I mean, Go on it, and tell it, it. it just trips me out because over here, you know, you That's got right. rich white people over here, and they're just racist just to to begin with. They don't even have to be set off or anything to be racism racist over here. But not all of them are racist. No, not not even, all even of them. There, even there, even there, Africa, there right? Because there's there some fair-minded yeah, people that understand. There was a brother on the panel who was very had a very sound mind. Mm-hmm. He was sitting there talking. That was about the lawyer. The lawyer, mm-hmm. exactly. He was talking about the actual rights of people. Right. And you can see when all of the Africans were getting up speaking, they would always pan into him to look at his facial expressions, mm-hmm. and he was agreeing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not all white people, but then you also had white people in the crowd that were pretty much talking about segregation. Right. Coming over into this country, saying it saying that it's theirs, that it doesn't belong to the African people, and then going to the point to say that 
yeah, we should be segregated. Mm. You should be over here in this lane. We're going to be over here in this lane. And whoever's going to be over here in this third lane, mm. we should not be mm-hmm. together. So, I mean. Ooh, that's, 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 that hurt my ears right there. I mean, you got people Ooh. like that everywhere. It's just Absolutely. interesting. It's interesting to hear this particular type of uh, conversation in Africa because, again, there's more Africans black skin Africans mm-hmm. there than anything. Than anything, so right. So to see foreigners, which are the white people, they are truly <laughs> foreigners, coming come over in, there, over yeah, there and, and colonizing, colonizing and taking, taking resources and, and building upon exactly. the land and moving further, you know, the people of the land backwards, backwards you know, away from, away from and while they, all the right, and then degrading and then degrading in, yes. in the process, you yeah. know, and that, and that's the thing why I was saying, what are you complaining about? Not that anybody's complaint is invalid, but it, if you're complaining because your Bentley doesn't have gas mm. versus if that's you're complaining nice, because you don't have money nice for the one. bus. <laughs> right. Oh, no, you know what I mean? We might want to change our priorities. Look, okay, in, this you know? country, in this country, it's not, I don't, it's not really like not having money for the bus. It's really the difference between <laughs> eating and not eating. Exactly. Okay. Your child exactly. being sick and being able to get some type of medication right. and not being able to get medication. And uh, do you think that, that Af- uh, over there in South Africa or Africa, period, you know, uh, has a hard time getting these uh, these uh, requirements that we have over here or, you know, the, the, the good stuff that's uh, what you how I, I'm so lost. Yeah, resources. You know the resources that we have over here. Um, you know is why that they're putting the buzz out like this. You know, uh, uh, you know, seeing the parallel where they got everything and their family is left to be poor, sick, or whatever, right. and have no resources to, you know, to uh, to help themselves because they're helping themselves to all of what they have. Right, and and, I, and I that's different. That is, I think that is kind of an issue too because if if you even heard on the video about how they were talking about the white farmers that were killed mm-hmm. and how. Different people are chiming in at different points saying, well, have you considered what you've done? Have you considered, like, well, the man who talked to the woman about the Red October thing? Right. He said, what if you just use those resources to feed some of the people exactly. who you who are starving? Right. They might look at you a little, a little different. bit different. Right. Exactly. You know? So that's so, not even being done. Right. I mean, no. Well, is that the same thing over here? They're going over do you there think that that's? Do you think that that's happening over here too? Yeah, I think it's yeah. happening over here. I just think, I think like it's I said, everywhere. It's, they've only been dealing with it for twenty years, so it's right. still very. Yeah, and they only got but one generation of that right. over there. Exactly. That's where deep. We're over we're here. We've been dealing with it for so long that some of us have even become blind to it. You know, some of us doesn't got where that it doesn't. It doesn't exist. They have forgotten, you know, well, hey, it's what it is. So, okay, main man, how, what is your passion? I mean, we was talking about this even though that we were, you know, not on radio, and you had a serious uh, roar going on. I want to hear the roar. Where the roar at? I want to know how you really feel in terms of, you know, what you're seeing that's happening anywhere and everywhere under these circumstances. I I think it's, it's, it's sickening. I mean, 
a little bit of things happen to these people, <laughs> and they're jumping up and down like, oh, we're being disrespected, oh, we're being hurt, <laughs> to where, man, we've been enslaved, we've been robbed, we've been utilized to build for them, we built their homes, and like what like, um, Black Power was saying, we're raising their kids correctly. You know what I'm saying? So underneath their education, it's, it's it's just sickening. I mean, racism here in America is a, a completely different beast. Before it was, you know, they they go out and hang you if they didn't like you, or you would be segregated, have to go somewhere. Then it turned into a thing to where they whip you with a pen. They don't allow you to have jobs. They don't allow you to climb up the economic ladder. You know, it became that particular thing, and that's pretty much what we're going through right now. Okay. They label you okay. and, and, and horse feed you something to where you raise your children in a certain manner to where it creates generation after generation after generation mm-hmm. of no college graduates, mm-hmm. of, of uh, people just being relentless and uh, uh, unlawful in the mm-hmm. street, mm-hmm. you know. But there, this is... First of all, we come from there. At the end of the day, I think we all, all come from us. there. So I think. I think. Mm-hmm. So to see this particular thing go there, and we, uh, or a majority of us know about the history of Africa, how the country was pretty much raped, and things were taken from it and but, um, come over control. Because I'm going to tell you, I've met many people from Africa, many Caucasian people from South Africa and even just recently, I met this this guy from South Africa, and he, you know, he was cool. He's like, "Hey, brother, you know, he's trying to relate to me mm-hmm. because he sees my skin." Mm-hmm. But you know what's so cold about that whole situation is that brother, being from where he's at, he may even know more about my history, about my ancestors. It ain't no may have. He do. Well, well, here in America, absolutely. Not saying that I was born in. The and country. they all do. They have studied us. Exactly. Okay, so we we got a caller that's on the phone, I mean, that's on the line, and we want to give the caller a chance to, if they have anything they want to say. So I am going to uh, call out your first, your area code and the last four digits of your telephone number, and you can chime in if you've got something you got to say. The area code is 240, and the last four digits of that number is 2277. Welcome to Lardy Miss Clardy on Blog Talk Radio. And if you got something to say, say it. What you think about this big debate on reverse racism? How you doing? How you doing? I'm okay. Um, I have mixed feelings about a lot of things. I mean, obviously, there's some reverse racism going on. But, you know, I honestly feel like in Africa, there are a lot of places where people are disenfranchised. There's a lot of stuff going on, but there's also great economic opportunity there. And if you look at Eastern Africa, if you look at what's going on in Kenya, and if you look at what's going on in Ethiopia and places like that, mm-hmm. they actually have a very strong economy because there's yeah. a need. People are producing stuff and they're distributing wherever you don't see a whole conglomeration of a bunch of companies providing a bunch of commercial products. There's a place for economy and as okay. you can generate yeah. money. Now right. what has happened is, is you're seeing a lot of the Brits buy into a lot of those African companies, but 
the East Africans, they had, they're a little bit more business inclined. They're not going to sell 100% of their companies. They'll sell a small percentage. Okay. And the thing about them versus us is, is that over here we have a whole lot of stuff that we get for free. Huh. And that is what's that. killing us. A lot of that is killing us because any anytime someone gives you something for free and they hmm. say you don't have to do anything for it, you don't have to pay for this, you don't have to whatever, you must think about what they're taking from you, what you're not being able to provide for yourself. If they say, hey, right. don't worry about jobs, don't worry about us helping you build a better infrastructure in your local town or help bring jobs to your local town. If you think about the local towns, Talk take, about. Ferguson, for take Ferguson, for example, 30 years ago, Ferguson was majorly white. Yeah. They had an issue with their money. And like most towns that were majorly white and the population changes over time, what they did was they say, you know what? We're going to look to low-income housing opportunities because we really don't have anything in way of tourism or anything else to bring people here. But the rest of St. Louis County, they have a bunch of poor folks. Those um, real estate companies, they broke ground and they bought up a lot of the houses there. A lot of people who were white and were living there, the uh-huh. businesses had moved away, so there was no jobs. So they basically, you know, the kids move away. They're not coming back. There's no reason to come back. And those houses went towards low-income um, low opportunities. And a lot we of people understand. moved there because yeah. it's like, hey, right, I can get a home for this price. I can get this. I can get my Section 8 voucher or get a unit. But there's so, no jobs. They're telling you, come, let's move to a place with no jobs. But we got <laughs> cheap and affordable living. And everybody okay. ran to it. Okay. 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 So what you're so 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 what you're saying is that okay versus America where everything is free, even though that they got uh got the monopoly even on the word free. Okay. Versus what's going on in South Africa where they ain't got nothing for free. They working for everything that they got. Is that is right. why the why the why they are uh, fighting or having this big debate to want to talk this thing out and for them to reason with what the uh, the uh, the darker skinned Africans are saying to those that just only been over there for one generation is to be reasonable. You coming over here at our house and you coming and raiding our house. And we are, uh, we don't have the same privileges as America. We have to work for everything that we have. We don't have that. So you can't just come over here and just bogart our home and take everything that we have and expect us to sit back and allow it to happen. So the difference that you're also saying is that in America, because we have been held back under this word free, even though that even that has been capitalized on by the American way of thinking, uh, which has caused us to be lazy to not fight at all for anything because we already exactly. got it. Got it. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Right. They could identify with our predecessors back in the fifties. Africans and a lot of the South Africans, they were completely bonded with us from the 50s on up through 68. They were with us through the 70s. But now you see this new breed, everything, you have to understand that we gave away jobs, we gave away everything for a bunch of aid and government programs. And, you know, over there, 
even though after all the disputes were over and they got back a lot of their land, they didn't get back. They lost like 70 plus percent. But mm-hmm. they are in a position where they can actually have control of their government. Now, they're vying with the whites over there, but they're right. in a position in the actual institutions. So that's why you see the whites over there talking about, well, it's not like it used to be. That's because these people fought to get into the institution. Now, we're over here. We do everything we can to fight not to be in institutions, but, claim, <laughs> but, but you know, but argue about institutional problems. We won't. You know, the very thing that's killing us is the thing that we hold on to, we love so much, is that all of that, give me this, I'm a victim, I'm a that. Go through that's it. Right. And the Go white through people, it. Okay, and the white people, uh, or let's say the, uh, the, the lighter version of South Africa, they are saying they're being victimized because, you know, y'all not letting us live our life on this land and be prosperous the way we want to. And they saying no, because you, cause you causing us to be in poverty, you know, share. Okay. We, 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 we taking the time to, uh, uh, to, to tolerate you being over here. We just ain't going to let you just come over here and just drain us dry. And we just will sit back and, and crack. But here in America, we can't even get together over kumbaya real good. That what you saying? That's true. That's true. And they even take it one step further because in South Africa, a lot of people aren't paying attention to this, but the Chinese are doing a lot of business. They're Absolutely. living there. There's a lot of Chinese coming in. That's and right. just like in Eastern Africa, now they, they realize that. Right. So it's like, now, mm, you know, they're merging. Now, can I ask you this question? You know, I mean, sure. you're coming with some very, very good points, some excellent uh, uh, comments here. And I want to ask you this question. Now, Black Power, she says that over there in Africa, that's like baby America. Now, okay, you got the the lighter, light-skinned, white, uh, South African, and Chinese coming over, and now the blacks are interracially uh, bonding with them, bringing on a new hybrid like here in America, watered down some of the bloodline. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? Or you know, I, I need to ask you that question because in the big debate of racism, then or, or this reverse racism, some I've never ever heard. But where is racism at the time of this? You know, interracial bonding stuff. Now we coming with a new hybrid of people, just like here in America. Yeah. See, I don't have a problem with them bonding with the Chinese because this is the thing about the Chinese. The Chinese don't want to take your land away from you. They just want to. They have their country. They are not trying. They have never tried to take anything from anybody else. They have their manufacturing. Okay. They just want a relationship with you so they can send business back to China. And the Africans know that. They want to bond with China because China has the manufacturing. They don't want to go to the Brits anymore for for manufacturing. That's what the Brits want. They want them to rely on them for major manufacturing. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff right there. Keep talking, brother. Matter of fact, the main man, what you got to say on the subject of what this gentleman is saying? He's cracking right about now. I mean, he sure is. I'm just sitting here listening to you. I'm like, brother, keep on, keep on talking. I agree with you 100%. So then what is the big debate about then? I mean, like like Black Power was saying, what's there to be having, you know, to be mumbling and complaining about? If, you know, uh, if things are uh, getting ready to turn around there in South Africa for the better, 
but they are scared of becoming poor because somebody is eating the resources. And they even have a fight even about the Chinese really being over there. I don't know. I yeah, they're, they're – go ahead. Go ahead. We're listening to you. Oh, no, it's just that you, you have um, – anytime you get a whole bunch of uh, different cultures into one place, you're going to argue about, you know, who's going to get what part of the pie. Like I said, I don't right. have a problem with China because, well, it's it's like this, okay. Say, for example, like in 1938, for example, okay, 19, okay. 1936, 1936, the whites in the north here in America had no problem with blacks being free from slavery back in the slavery days. They had no problem mm-hmm. up until 1936. Why? Because in 1921, Black Wall Street happened. Then okay. the Depression came in 29, and then all the blacks for the fourth time were moving up north. Now, they were okay at first. The first two to three mm-hmm. times they moved up north because it was only a small spurt. But now okay. you're talking about major populations coming up to north taking the jobs. Okay. You know Come on. Now, yeah. once they start going up north to take the jobs, that's when they decided we're going to start forced, we're going to start getting unions together and creating labor acts and bring in what's called a minimum wage rate. Now, okay, now you talking, you talking now. Come on, well, with. Like, like before before that um when they went up north, before the minimum wage rate came and they went and the blacks were going up north, they were able to work for cheaper than the whites could. It's just like in the movie Men of Honor when you know, you saw the white sharecropper was like, well, your your family was able to work for $3 less than mine. But that was the problem right. they started to have, have in the North after a while. Okay. And it was only then when you came to take their jobs and they were getting pushed in class down in value that they got mad. And so there was a lot of rioting, a lot of killings. There was a whole lot of stuff in 1938 by that time. Okay. And so that's the problem. Any place you go, whenever you start to see – it, let's say immigration go up and jobs start to go down, yeah. when welfare starts to go up, then the people will fight. It's just like in Germany. They don't want the Arabs there. It's not because the ideology is different. It's because the jobs, the welfare. I, you know, I understand you Same thing everywhere well. else. Okay. Well, look, we're going to take a little break, okay? And then we're going to come back. Stay tuned. Stay there, my brother, because there's more to come. And perhaps you can shed a little more light on about this big debate on reverse racism but we're going to take this break real quick and then we'll be right back okay and if there's anybody out there that's got something to say have it to say call in at the call in number of 347-884-8684 that number again is 347-884-8684 and a toll-free number for those that don't have a phone you can call in at this number 877 877- 483-3153-877-483-3153. This is Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio talking about the big debate on reverse racism. Be right back. You got me sipping on something I can't compare to nothing I've ever known I'm hoping that after this fever I'll survive I know I'm acting a bit crazy Strung out a little bit hazy 
hand over heart, I'm praying that I'm gonna make it out alive. And I want to say to that brother, hey, you bringing your A game. 
hey, I think we might have to do some re-research. That's what I, <laughs> I mean, you okay? got to keep it up. Absolutely. That's what we're talking about. And so, you know, I, I'm going to go in, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper, and I'm going to see how y'all feel about this. And, my brother, you stay online. You know, I got a couple other people that, you know, might want to have something to say, but I'm going to bring you in. So just hold still. I got this subject right here, and it's an iconic moment for me when I looked on uh, the big debate on YouTube, okay, and I was listening to Labo, Labo Maschio, the lady I call the poetic justice, the one that took and said, it was not your country to take anyway, it's all ours, and then she asked this this uh, Sinet, the white woman that was born in Africa, Red October activist, she said to her, she said these words, she asked this question. And just think about me asking this question, too, because I want to know if there's anybody, anybody out there that's willing to be bold enough to come forth and answer this and show that there is some type of compassion or any thought, you know, of what has happened to a race of people uh, that have been oppressed and that they have pain just like they do. And this is what she said. She asked them. She said, she said, she'd be interested. And I'm going to put it like this. She said, I'd be interested on how white people process the emotional baggage of what their ancestors did. I would be interested to understand what it did to the white families. How much silence did white people have to cope with? How did white people build a shield around themselves to be able to deal with the system in which whiteness operated all those years? That's an emotional conversation. That's a delicate conversation. I'd be willing to do the work of unraveling that because as a black person, I'm unraveling my own baggage. We can't erase history and we can't pretend the violence didn't happen and we can't pretend colonialism didn't happen or people were slaves. We cannot pretend our people are not poor. But we don't hear white people even say, we just thought it was normal. We don't even hear that. And with that to say, now that all by itself should bring on a, a debate all by itself. So uh, the gentleman that talked in the beginning, I'm going to come at you just in a few minutes, but I'm going to go over here and, and chime in on this next uh, person that won't maybe want to have something to say. And if you got something to say, call in at the call-in number. Don't be afraid. This is the forum where you stand up, speak up, and speak out your differences. I don't care if you're white, black, Chinese. Just say something because, hey, we all in this together. We need to understand what's going on, you know? So, if you got something to say, call in at this call-in number, 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684, and the toll-free number is 877-483-3153, and that number again is 3877-483-3153. And the next caller that I have is the 
area code of 412, and the last digits is 2911. Welcome to Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. You got something to say? Uh-huh. Say something. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Brother Bataille, uh calling in from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, I've just tuned in and whatnot. A very powerful program. Uh, very powerful information. Uh, uh, peace to you, by the way, Sister uh, Cindy, and also the brother that's on there. Um, Thanks, my brother. Uh, yeah, peace to you. A lot of times uh, when you look at what we call racism um, or the, the terminology that you hear a lot of people use, white supremacy, you, you, might, you might have heard uh, white people use the same terminology as well. Um, to me, when I look at it as an illusion that black people in America, we have embraced it, uh, uh, of these other people having some kind of power, um, uh-huh. when in reality, when, uh, when in reality we also have given these people light where they don't deserve the light. And the truth of the matter is, it's always been about us. Even even though a lot of people may say, "Well, I, I don't." This is why you find history monuments of black folk throughout so many different parts. Now, I just want to get down to the racial part. I want to get all the point. What I want to also mention is uh, racism, as quietly as it's kept, was not just a. Uh, 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 color, you're white, I'm black, he's Asian, he's Arab, and, and you okay. got a culture, I got a culture, we old hands. It was also based on economics. And when you do okay. the research, you'll exactly. find out exactly. that from that time, from that time, sister, coming on up into today, one thing our people have to realize, and also not just economics, you, of course you have the violent part that, uh, uh, you know, with the police brutality, the attacks on black folk. Uh, in the United States, you see the um, reindustrialization of Africa. Uh, the Arab, the Asian, the Europeans—they're trying to go back there in there, and they're trying to open that uh, uh, area up to try to industrialize that land because they need the resources back. What I wanted to touch on is is the economic situation that Black folk um, um, are in, the economic, and how important—not in the sense of us having rims and cars and all this garbage—in terms of our people have being able to control their resources and how. Uh, 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 white folk have played the game that racism has always just been by color when the reality is it's about another group owning resources, government, and control over another people. So if you have another group of people who control your water, your food, and the things that you need to live, then racism can be effective. If the other group of people do not control your resources because you have a group of strong, kick-butt black folk where we own of the businesses and, and the different uh, resources in our community. You have a light company ran by black folk, these different little things. You would see the whole so-called racism um, card basically being played different. So what I'm saying, just to make a long story short, uh, the economics have been played down in terms of racism. And whenever you talk to a black person or white person or any other person, one thing they don't want to tell black folk is that it's about taking care of your own and us building up for ourselves. Regardless, and, and, and by the way, no hatred included. I want to lay this out. There's no hatred I'm included. Saying. All right. All right. Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, hey, that, 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 that's some real talk right there, brother. And I thank you very much yeah. for, you know, that comment because every comment count and every opinion is important because we all got something in this. And as you said before, you know, it's about economics, which that means the only racism that's hitting on anywhere is the dollar green. Definitely. Yes, you can see it today in the so, world. I mean, you can see it, you know. You can see it with, even with other different groups. Uh, the Asians, how they uh, took over the markets in a lot of different black urban cities in the community. 
uh, they, the, the nails, uh, all of the beauty products and all those different kind of things that the sisters buy and also uh, some of our brothers buy, they monopolize on those resources. And as long as they're selling you stuff, the Asians do. I'm going to mention that, Koreans. As long as they're selling you stuff, everything is fine. But the moment that you try to industrialize a business to sell to your own people, you're going to see a different tune with all these people. And I just want to lay it down that black folk as a whole, don't, dealing with white people and what we call racism, that's a smoke screen. We're dealing with enemies on different quarters. So, okay? Okay. So, the, so the part that you may see, what I'm saying is, it is, to me, when I look at the white today, I kind of look over them. It's about developing your own. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I thank you very much for your comment, brothers. Stay on the line and listen in to the the whole until the end. We ain't got that long to go. But uh, my brother at uh, the area code two four zero two two seven seven. Hold on just for a minute. I got another call that's here that may have something to say. And if you got anything you got to say on this big debate. On reverse racism, you can call in at the call-in number because this is the call to stand, you know, whether white, black, purple, brown, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter because, hey, at, at the end of the day, it's all about the almighty dollar, the economic plan. So if we ain't got no money, that's it. You know, that's what I see, okay? So I'm going to call on this number right here, and as I said, you got something to Say, just come on and say it. It's 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the toll-free number is 877-483-3153. Again, that number is 877-483-3153. All right. The area code number is 661 and the last four digits of 0240, you're on the air. Have something to say? Hey, welcome to Lardy Miss Party and Company on Blog Talk Radio on the big debate on reverse racism. What you got to say? Yes, damn, she tied two nights in a row. And in the third time, maybe it's not a problem. Maybe there is some kind of connection here. Who knows? Maybe there really is. But remember you were, I love you put yourself out there to excite that kind of interest, and you were tremendously successful because exactly what you did. Okay. Well, okay. Come a little bit more. We can't hear you. You know, but we I'm, need to I'm hear look, you. I'm not, I am not. Huh? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm having, we're having a bit of trouble hearing you. We want you to speak into your phone so we can hear you. Yes, that's fine. It has indeed come. I don't think I'm a client of yours anymore. No, and, and see, and it, no. So what? What I have done instead is attempt to do the kind of thing I've done with every other woman that I've ever cared for in my entire life, um, and that is build a kind of relationship. You know that uh, is based upon what? What are the? What, well, brother, I, I don't even know who you is and for you to be talking about. You okay, know, some kind of you know a consultation that's, with me. I don't know you, but brother, we on a subject, so we'll be back with you. Okay, so thank you. All right, now we going on the big debate. We going back up to two four zero two two seven seven, and you got something to say? Come on and let's say it. Because see, at the end of the day, it means something. All right. So, brother, anything you got to say to to the listeners and to us about this big debate on racism? 
Um, I think that the, the last uh, gentleman that was on that was talking about economics, he hit it on the head because, yeah. yes, you know, did. at the end of the day, the the way that, say, for example, our cities work is our cities work is that they get money from sales tax, which is why they prefer to have strip malls and they prefer to have a lot of fast food restaurants because those things are actually preferred by the local government. They bring a lot of outside foot traffic into the inner city. And those get precedence over building other different things for the cities. Now, back in the 60s, you also had a gentleman named um, Cesar Chavez that was doing activism mm-hmm. along with Martin Luther King. And this was a Hispanic guy. Yeah. And you know, he actually right. was in Selma for a period of time. And then he went to California to be with the rest of his people because the growers in the pickers, which they were having some strife between them. So the people who owned the grape fields, um, the orchards and all of the other different uh types of plantations, they were having problems with the Hispanics. See before they even rushed them in there in massive bulk, they had slaves back in the day. And so once the blacks became free, you now had to pay them. That created a problem. Once they have to pay you for something, not a great thing. That's why, and it's funny that people don't seem to remember that, yeah, we got our citizenship, you know, in 1866, a year after the emancipation, but other groups were not allowed to be citizens until way later, and no one asked why. Why did they keep all the other groups? Now, the Hispanics that went to to California, they were working for $2 a day or a dollar a day. They were getting, they were struggling. And what they decided to do was say, no, they're going to make us pay for water. We're going to work in the fields all day long. And these people are going to make us pay for the water that they bring Mm. out after we're working in the fields. They did the same thing with us before. So what they said was, no, what we're going to do is we're not going to drink any of their water. We're going to create a newspaper publication letting people know of their rights. I'm going to put it out every week, and people pay what they can, a nickel or whatever. Right. We're going to create a credit union. Instead of going to ask them for money or, or going to banks because we can't really go to them anyway, they, they overtax us, we're going to create a credit union. We're going to pool our own money. That upset the state government when those people started creating credit unions. They did not like that at all because – with the banks, when you put your money in a bank and it's FDIC insured, that's a problem because the government gets to say, okay, well, this bank is covered by our insurance, so we can kind of sort of dictate the type, types of things that banks invest in. in our okay, so, so I'm going to ask this question to you. Now, I, I, I took and I uh, pulled out an iconic moment where uh, Label Machio said she asked this questions toward this uh the uh the uh, Sinet, the white lady that was on the panel from South Africa that was the activist uh for Red October, you know, for affirmative action. And she asked mm-hmm. that lady, she said, and I want to know what you think about this. She said, I'd be interested on how white people process the emotional baggage of what their ancestors did. I would be interested to understand what it did to white families, how much silence did the white people have to cope with, how did the white people build a shield around themselves to be able to deal with the system in which whiteness operated all these years. That's, to her, she said, 
is an emotional conversation and a delicate one. And she said she'd be willing to do the work of unraveling that. Because as a black person, raveling our own baggage, we unraveling our own baggage, she is saying. And then she said, because mm-hmm. we can't erase history. We can't pretend with the violence that didn't happen. We can't pretend that colonialism didn't happen or people were slaves. Or uh, we, w- all we want to know is, how, you know, how did y'all deal with it? And if you was, let's, 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 let's reverse it and say if you was a white person being asked this question, do you think the white person would answer this? in order for to get a clear understanding if they care for what they went through to try to, you know, to try to silence themselves behind what their ancestors did, how would you uh, uh, come at that? How would you feel if you was on the other side being asked that question from a black person? Well, the thing about that is is that I, I had the fortunate opportunity to, go to places where I was maybe one, if not one of two of the only black people. Um, When I went to college, there was only five of us, you know, and a lot of people in this country, in this very country, United States of America, some people have never actually met a black person before outside of TV. And a lot of those people, they don't see it where something was done this is just some of them. They don't see it where something was actually done to us. They see, oh, yeah, it was messed up what happened to you. But for a right. lot of them, it's like, well, the status you were at before colonialism and after is so far in disproportionality that you should almost be thankful for it, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they take statistics and they say, well, look at every other race group on the planet who has had to fall under the rule of somebody else. Okay. They're doing fine. They're doing fine. Why aren't you? And that becomes the thing. That's how they are able to overlook it. Interesting. Everybody else, and they look at you, and they say, why isn't anyone else crying about this? Why are you the only one crying? Okay. I'm going to ask this gentleman. I'm going to bring this gentleman in along with you because I'm sure he will probably have something to say, and then I'm going to balance it back to, you know, my co-host to see what they have to say because you're bringing out pertinent information, and I'm asking pertinent information, and you can't get nothing unless you ask, and you're giving, you know, what you have been privileged to, you know, experience, and I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, and I'm going to bring this other brother in on the 412 area code 2911, and let's see what he has to say on that. My brother, are you online? Yes, uh, yes, sister, I'm definitely with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to, uh, you know, get some more uh, input on this. The brother's definitely uh, on point. He's uh, definitely 100% correct. Uh, I, I want to mention uh, uh, the situation that I'm not trying to, to, to deny that you know, uh, you know, there has been a self hatred mechanism on the color of our skin. You know, our culture. You know, from Africa, Egypt, different countries, all the way coming into the United States. I'm not going to try to deny that, but what I want to mention is that all those different things that we have um, are really, in reality, past uh, past situations that is not really being played. They suppress that. So, being as though they suppress all those different kind of things. Now we have to look at what do we have to do now to empower ourselves. And when you look at 
the uh, different things, everything is right in your face, as much as a lot of our people say under your nose. And here's another thing. The situation in Detroit uh, uh, that happened a while ago uh, was a test run to a white people, uh, the elite, not your poor, not your uh-huh. middle class white folks, because a lot of them are as quietly as kept are in the same position as we are. I'm talking okay. about your elite, your elite white folk with money. I ain't talking about just the white and the color guy. I'm talking about the white folk with money that can make moves, that can create businesses, that can right. change policy and stuff like that. Uh, in right. Detroit, they, they shut down the water situation. Now, that was Detroit. They said it was just a water shut down, people owed money and all that. Now, take that in the situation. If you have a group of, of whites who don't want a particular group of people to prosper, whether it's Hispanics, uh, black, whoever, even poor whites, right. think, about, right. think about how much power that is when another person controls your electricity, your water, and even to the part of the supermarket, to the okay. places that you go to get your food. So what I'm saying is we're dealing with a situation where people are controlling what it takes to uh, sustain yourself. This is why in the black community, I want to also mention, um, and this is not to condemn our elders, somewhere between the 80s, the 70s, and the 60s, the, yes. the, the economic infrastructure uh, in, the, in the black power community or the black national community. And this is not to condemn any of our people who fought, but we're saying economically, oh, yeah. uh, uh, economically, if you look at the black community today, you see the crime, you see the drugs. Everybody want to talk about how the youth are just selling drugs and doing things wrong now. I agree, but what they don't touch on is that the black elders that were supposed to have laid the economic foundation, we are not leaving inheritance to our to our children, so we are responsible for the communities in America. If we do not leave any money, Dr. Clark Anderson lays it out beautiful. Professor Amos Wilson lays it out beautiful. So if we want to gain power as black people to really control our lives and have say so, we have to not just practice group economics, we got to put things in our reach and control those things. And when we deal with other groups, we choose on what the deal is going to be. You'll see white folks, they'll treat you different. When you okay. The okay. Let me add, okay. let me let me let me add this in there because you are right on point too, my brother. Both of you. Yes. I mean, we yes. sitting here like you know, woo! But uh, we, I'm gonna yes. box with you a little bit. Yeah, we don't so, need to You know what I'm saying? Because we ain't need to say because y'all done oh, yeah. already done said everything we need to say. So my part that I want to play in is that blacks don't yes. need to be really blaming white people. What they no, really need to be. No, no. Okay, because we see, everybody has a bottom right. they have to sit on. That's what you're saying. Right. Everybody is responsible for themselves. Of course. Of course. Well, see, what I'm trying to say is, see, see, I, I, I went through my phase, and I came up through the times, and it took me years and times to really analyze this. So I, I played the blame game. I went through all it, and then I started realizing that the, the money and the resources and the corporations were being owned by people that didn't look like me. And I started realizing that you just sitting back calling white folk names, them sitting back calling us names is a waste of time because at the end of the day, they still control your resources. Thank you. So if these people are, are controlling the resources and the law, why do you care about who color is? The point is we need to gain power. I feel Woo! that black folk in this country, we have fallen oh, under boy. victimization. It's time for us to control things. What you so say under victimization? I heard it. Did you say that? Right, right, yeah, we need, we need to control the resource. And, and also, the reason why I'm mentioning this, 
Um, if you look at the uh, economy market, we just go into that, uh, production, distribution, a lot of your resources and stuff like that is coming out of China, okay? As quietly as it's kept, or I believe it's quietly, it, it, it's already there. The, the the concept of this great mighty white man or white woman or white folk is it, it, an illusion because China is your number one economy. Most of the uh, jobs and stuff are leaving the country. Uh, the country is going into bankrupt status, and the point is it's going to get worse over here. I don't care what anybody else is telling you. I don't care about the spiritual people, the black power stuff. Uh, if we don't get our economic system, all that stuff don't mean anything if you don't have food and clothing for your family and your children and your community. If we do not control the businesses, you can we can wrap it up. We can wrap well, everything else up. We can wrap it up. That means, I, I, and I don't, and I don't want to disrespect. I'm not disrespecting because I love our history as a people. Hey, I'm saying I mean, in this I, this race, is good. This is what, good what, because yeah. we want to have that balance, my brother. Because it really needs to be uh, put out there. Nobody really talks about it because you know yeah. I'm looking at race. It is a farce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's yeah, well, see, here's the thing. This is what they did with integration. When they had the integration movement, they made a lot of people think that racism was a color problem to the point. So that way you said, well, then you got a culture, I got a culture, and we can come together and eat hot dogs. Here's the thing. Yes, we can come together with other groups, but if you look at how other nationalities are operating, they And they come they come together. They, they actually coming together. It's us that's not coming together. And they together. share their wealth together. Because we they don't share think like them. We don't, of course not. Of course not. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you look at the community, all the gangs and all of the drugs, you ever notice on television, you hear everybody talk about how Pookie and Ray Ray and all of them selling dope. But if you think about this, uh, all the factories and businesses and stuff like that, if our people start taking over these mom-and-pop shops, these little restaurant joints, $800, $900 just to buy the mom-and-pop shop, uh, if, if our folk take it out and you got the Arabs and the Arabs, the Asians, they're exploiting black folk. And the thing is, they're, they've been getting away with murder because our black folk have always been focusing on white people. One of the biggest mistakes I think black people in America uh, have fallen into is victimization, and we don't look at the opposition. You've got many groups making money off us. Black folk are a $1 trillion consumer in America. So is it, 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 it an accident? Do you think it's an accident? And then when you look at the prison system, they're making, uh, what, $40,000, $40,000? They make more money now putting people in jail. Well, uh, then, then, then they actually make giving you a job. So you see what I'm saying? It's economic. Okay. The prison okay. is economic. Okay. Right. Now we done ran, ran out of time. Dang, you know, now we got to reel it down, my brother. Listen, I hope you guys come back. You know, uh, uh, next week or Monday and Tuesday when we got some more stuff coming down because uh, there's some more to talk about uh, that really needs to be talked about, the controversial stuff that people don't want to talk about. Even Steve Harvey even said uh, he don't give a damn about slavery, you know, and Dr. Uh, Boyce Watkins said you need to be saying you sorry and you need to tell the ancestors you sorry, and I was saying, hey, this is a new day. What's in control yeah. right now is money, and it's our yeah. slavery. And until we quit blaming each other and take responsibility for what we do and for what we are, uh, you know, what we are uh, held in responsibility for, and take some accountability, we gonna always yeah. be in this, in this, in this ugliness. 
So with that to say, my brother, you know, I just want to I just want to tell you, thank you for for bringing out both of you two seven seven and two nine one one. Thank you very much. And zero two. Before all, I thank you very much, whoever you is over there, you know what I'm saying, you know, but I hope that you enjoyed this conversation, just listening in, because see, this is, I'm, we're not trying to, you know, put any race down. We just want to come together and talk about it and get a, a clear understanding about what's going on. So we are going to leave this up at where we are, and we're going to, you know, reel it down. And, and, and I just want to thank you all. You too, my brother. You too, my brother, back here in 2277. And y'all come back next week when we come on Monday and Tuesdays for uh, at 730 on, yeah, some, on, our, uh, on our radio program. Yeah. And I just praise you and thank you very much. Oh, wait a minute. At the All Talk Radio. Huh? Yeah, Brother Bataille. You can Google him, Brother Bataille, Revolutionary Telecast. And I deal with a lot of information, you know, raw, uncut truth, uh, telling it definitely like it is. And like okay. I said, there's a time and place to speak about so many different things. I understand your forming, but I also have a program as well. And, and, and we get into some stuff that, you you know, uh, people That's really right. want to talk about. But like I said, we get into what things is really happening. And also, yeah. I'm also holding the black elders in the community responsible for this situation our people are in. We are also to blame. That's right. That's right. And I and I appreciate you, my brother. I thank you very much. And uh, two two seven seven. Last words. Give about a minute, and then we got to shut it down. Uh yeah. Um, I... today it's all about the money, and um, as soon as we figure out how to provide for ourselves, um, that will, you know, kill a lot of the problems that we do have. Yes. Okay. And I thank you very, very much. I hope that you guys come back again for Monday and Tuesday at 730, where it is Lardy, Miss Clardy, and the co-host, the main man, and Black Power. I appreciate your comments. Please come back and review us on another big debate on whatever we get ready to talk about because we want to set it straight. We want to set it off and then set it straight. So we thank you very much. And all you listeners that's out there that have uh, heard this conversation, I hope that you have gotten something out of it. And, you know, I just appreciate everybody that has been a part of this show this evening. This is not intended, a punt intended against anybody, but giving everybody a fair shake to say what they got to say on anything dealing with, you know, the racism area, you know, or whatever it is. I just happened to see it on YouTube and thought it would be a great subject to talk about. And I think that we did do a great job. What do you think? And what do you think, uh, Black Power and the main man? You know, y'all got something last, last to say, you know? I think this was a very um, productive conversation. These two brothers... I'd like to send blessings to y'all, man. Peace and love, because you guys really came in and uh, gave our listeners a, a very comprehensive process on how things are actually working, you know, a good view on how things are moving. You know, um, I think uh, you guys definitely need to, to, to be with us and check in with us next week. And um, our conversation probably should be about let's uh, see what type of businesses and things That's that we right. can start up 
to change the economics of that's the people. That's right. Not particularly just the black just people. Just the black people. That's right. People in general, in general because it'll go ahead and change absolutely. the generations. And it'll change our, our areas that Way we live of in. thinking. So I think, you know, we should have a conversation about that because both of you brothers pretty much seem very knowledgeable up with history mm-hmm. and current time mm-hmm. as far as uh, things that are going on. So, you know, I challenge y'all to come back and, and, and talk to us some more. Yes, we're going to have some more great de- big debates to talk about and especially on economy. So that is going to come up. My main sister, Black Power, what you got to say about all of this? Oh, I just enjoyed the show. It was very enlightening at the end. I just sat back and listened. Okay. To <laughs> say, ain't, no, ain't nothing wrong with learning. That's for sure. That's for sure. For sure. Yes. Peace and thank you. Thank you. Yes. Remember every day is a gift. Hey, and this is what I got to say about it and a thought for this evening for all of you that have listened. And what I have taken in and what I have, you know, an experience in. And I'm just going to share it with you. And then if you don't like it, come back on Monday and Tuesday, tell me something about it. All right. But this is the thought coming from me for this evening. When will we just start loving one another and stop fighting? It's a new day. The land belongs to no one but the creator. And he created us to subdue the earth and be in authority over all the creatures of the land. The creator did not say we were to have dominion over each other's as though we were the creatures. We are high and intelligent human beings called mankind, whom the creator said made in his image. No one should have dominion over another. We are out of order and need to take some time to rethink what we have done and put it back in order. That's where we come up with the economic movement at that point. This world was for all of us to share and to have no oppression to live in it. We are out of order, but who am I? I am just a messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Greed has never solved anything. If anything, it has caused more suffering and killing than the law allowed. Main man, black power, thank you so much for being a part of the Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio and being my co-host. And thank you, my brothers, for coming on and saying what you've got to say because victimization and fraud don't have no color. It is all in one, and everybody is going through it. So we thank you, listeners, for being with us on Bring Your A-Game on the Big Debate on Reverse Racism. And with that, until next time, don't forget to come on Thursday, because that's Child Support News, and it's going to have Alpha C. Hales from Family First International talking about a decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligors and what needs to stop happening to these people. And join us on that at 4.30 Pacific time, our time, California time, and East Coast time, it is 7.30. Be ready to join us on that too. So with that all to say, thank you for listening to Lardy Miss Clardy and company on BTR, and good night.